Uh, that's going to be cold. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so I'm going to be inside at the uh, SageNet Center hey, in Tulsa. That's where I'm going to be. Hey, so just so you know, I came back yesterday just so I can watch the Chiefs game. I'm, I'm not going to miss the Chiefs in the playoffs. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to watch the Chiefs. So you're going after the game? I'm not going out. I'm not going out to the game. Well, you drove all the way back. Why don't you go to the game? No, nope. outside in the cold. I heard you could get good tickets. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. There's for a good price. There's there's a lot of tickets available out there. <laughs> People are getting rid of their tickets as we speak. Tickets for less. If you've been listening to the WHB this week. Tickets for Less is your go-to spot for your cheese tickets. Get your heavy winter gear out and go to the game. You drove back from Tulsa for the game and then go to the game. I'll let you borrow my heated Uh, jacket. I'm not going to the game. (laughs) I'm going to sit here in the comfort of my own house and watch on this big screen, and then I'm going to watch the Chili Bowl on this screen as well. Well, I'll have to uh, roll tape or watch it on Peacock later the Chiefs game, I'm going to be all in on midget racing tonight. That's what I'm doing. Right. Well, you can do that, but I'm I'm a little more passionate about my Chiefs than you are, Kurt. Well, I'm just glad it's not. I'm a Chiefs fan, too, but uh, priorities, my friend. Tonight is all about the Chili Bowl for me. I'm just glad it's not seven, eight years ago when we were full on into this because I wouldn't have. I, I just had to tell you guys, sorry, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to watch the game. I'm going somewhere, Buffalo Wild Wings, someplace, and find me a place to watch this Hooters well, or something and hey, watch it. You know, that was the problem. I was going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings, but that would have taken me away from the Expo Center, and I wouldn't have got been able to watch the races. You think they would have it on the Peacock Network at Buffalo? Oh Wild yeah, Wings? no, they're all oh, carrying no it. Oh no doubt, they have it on. No <laughs> yeah, doubt. if you're a, if you're a sports bar, you're going to be rocking. Well, hopefully, the... it's on Channel Forty One. Yes, unless unless you are um, in the Surrette, like where the Chiefs have St. Joe. Yeah, they're out of luck. Right, they don't get it. You got to have the Peacock. So a playoff game on a screening. Ryan Ragland says, "Come on, it's forty dollars a ticket." That's right. That's why I said yeah. you can get some great deals. This is if you're a person that really been wanting to see a Chiefs game and you've been able, the, the money's the only thing keeping there, you from going. There's no chance that I'm going to that game because <laughs> what's the wind chill supposed to be down to? Uh, like 25 degrees at least, below zero. At least zero. 20. I yeah. know for well, sure. Well, I want you to go so that you can come back and tell us how the experience was. You would, hey, and Kurt. then you could always say that I was at Arrowhead Stadium when it was five below zero. I, I'm not going to the game, just so you know. I'm well, going. I'm going to head south, which is a good direction to head towards. Uh, I wouldn't want to go to Iowa today, so I'm headed south, and it's going to be about as cold as it's been even in Tulsa, Oklahoma, here over the next right. 24 hours. So, uh, yeah, it's. Better to be indoors tonight than outdoors, that is for sure. Yeah, like Lloyd said, just download that app, Kirk, on your phone. You can download the the Peacock app on your phone and just watch it on your phone. Right. Make sure my my phone is fully charged now. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Right. Uh, Boy, last night, last night was a great race, wasn't it? Man, that was a great race last night. You know, I I thought that uh, Ryan Timms was going to win that race. Did you think so? 
Did you think that? But Logan Seavey is the man. Yeah. And now he pulled it out. Right now, as we head into the final night, is there anybody else other than Logan Seavey that's the heavy favorite here? He won the race of champions on Monday night. Last night, he comes from seventh place, and then he draws all those slide jobs and drives a perfect race, pulls that slider on Ryan Timms coming to the white flag, and then after it was all over, drew the number one for the pull shuffle tonight. I think uh, he's the man to beat right now. Don't you agree? No, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Betty Kofoid a little bit. Well, I was earlier in the week. Yeah. He was my pick before the week started because nobody was talking about Buddy Kofoid. But he won the preliminary race on Tuesday night, and I think the reason why not a lot of people were talking about Buddy is what happened to him last year when he was leading the preliminary night and got caught up in somebody else's mess and didn't make the A main. Buddy Kofoid is going to be starting fourth, Kirk. and he, In the pole shuffle. I think that he's got a chance to, to win the race for sure. I, we don't I, really know where everybody's going to start yet until after the pole shuffle. Right. So we'll find that out late this afternoon when they, they run that event, which is not going to be really two-car race at a time anymore. It's They're, going to be time trials. It's going to be it? a time trial. Yeah. situation much like what we saw at the high bank nationals at houston speedway right last year and uh emmett hahn came in the press room the other night and announced that's the way they're going to do it this time and uh, do you like it better doing it that way or do, do you like the pole shuffle better i don't i don't think we really saw good racing in the pole shuffle i i, I think time trials is a better way to go that Not way me. you can get a good lap not me. I, I think that the racing side-by-side side is a better race. Watching the two guys battle it out for two laps, I think, is better than the time trials. I, I've never been a bit – listen, as as a qualifier, I was always a good qualifier. I, I always had really good success at qualifying. But for me as a fan, watching qualifying – I, I just get bored. You bring up a good point. We go all week without time trials. We don't right. have time trials for any of the Chili Bowl until we get to the pole shuffle. Right. So I don't know. I, I'm kind of with you in that, but I really don't care. I don't like just drawing for positions. I don't like that. So the time trials is better than drawing for the starting spots and also maybe not as good as racing for. So I kind of agree with you there. But Do you have some sound from Logan CV last night? Uh, we do. Logan CV, the big winner last night, after pulling that big slider on Ryan Timms coming to the white flag. Here's his comments post-race last night after his preliminary win at the Chili Bowl. You know, I had a few shots there early and just kept kept getting yellows. But, um, yeah, you never really know if you're going to get a good run or he's going to make his car better or, or whatnot. And, you know, he was just getting tied and biking a bunch. And um, sometimes that helps you get closer. But if you're too close when they bike, you know, you have to have to lift with them. And, and I kept seeing that uh, yellow 11 sneak up on me on the bottom. And uh, he was a little – probably a little too nice. He probably could have slid me in, in three and four and maybe put me away. But, um, you know, we were all just trying to obviously – stay up there at that point and uh, it's pretty treacherous um you know we could have 
done without a few of them yells. Seemed like we got to yell every every few laps, and um, the way we do split cautions here is a little a little tougher. We have to get I think five across the line, so um, makes you have to go back positions a lot when you're when you're you know seventh eighth trying to pass guys, and and you keep having to give them back. It, it's frustrating, but um, you know at least you kind of save that lap and you get an extra one later. How confident are you? Um, yeah, just as confident as I have been all week. I knew, I knew if I could just get myself, uh, as, you know, somewhat close to the front in the race, I was fine. And um, I was too patient in the qualifier. I, I went way too easy into one, got super, super tight, and um, lost a bunch of spots. And that was like the only thing I needed to not do in that race to, to not get myself in trouble. And, and I did. And luckily, I was able to fight back to get the fourth and, and save our race. And then, um, and then, yeah, start seventh there. And, and it took me probably till about halfway before people kind of settled in and I could really start passing guys. And, um, yeah, it doesn't matter even how confident you are. It's, um, you still have to have a good race car and, and make good laps and make good decisions. When you, when you get chances to pass guys, you got to put them away and, and get away from them. And, um, that cushion was about as tricky as we've seen all, all week. You know, last night was really big and, and technical. And tonight was, it was just solid. It was grabbing guys. And I think it was so low that it would like throw you at the straightaway cushions on X. It and you hit the straightaway wall really hard, and you know it took out Justin Grant, you know a favorite for the night. You know it took him out. You know it could have grabbed any of us, any of us like that. You know one of the best guys crashed on it. So um, you know just feel fortunate that uh, you know I could keep her going straight down the straightaway. Is there a better open wheel dirt racer than Logan CB right now? I mean, just look at what he had in 2023. Wins the Chili Bowl a year ago. He sweeps the. The uh, crown, the the uh, crown nationals at Eldora. That's the first time that's happened in a long, long time. In fact, Kyle Larson was the last person to do that. One midget week, he won the midget championship last year in USAC. Won a whole bunch of big races in 2023, and he's kept it going here in 2024 so far. I I, I don't want you to count out Tanner Thorson as well. I think he's got yeah. a, a pretty good shot at winning this race. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Former champion, yeah. won it two years ago. Yeah, no absolutely. Doubt. Driving his own stuff now. So we'll hear from Tanner Thorson here in just and, a little and, bit. And, and I want to give a shout-out to Ryan Timms because last night he led the the most laps of that race, didn't he? He did. He it did. looks like he was yeah. going to get it done. He won all both preliminary but, races. But he, he, won. Kind of, he kind of faded there towards the end, didn't he? Well, I no, I don't I don't know if he did that. I think he was just trying to make sure that if he was going to get passed by Logan, that he didn't crash his car too, and at least get second out of the thing, which he did. I thought he did a terrific job last night. Let's hear from Ryan Timms, who finished second to Logan Seavey. It's very relieving to uh, not have to run. Um, uh, B main or any type of lower main, um, and to be in a pole shuffle, so it's pretty cool. Um, but you know, I, I've seen I was leading most of the race. Uh, Logan, he he slide me, and he and I there was a couple of cautions that kind of saved me, and um, I just wasn't really sure what to do. I felt like I was really fast up top, and um, I I felt like I couldn't really push any harder than what I was, and when I did try that, I about ended my race in uh, three and four. But um, you know, Logan was good, and I and I tried you know slide myself there in one and two to maybe uh, I I knew you know he could slide me in one and two and get away with it. I wasn't sure if coming out of four with how treacherous it was, if he was going to be able to keep going uh, without me being able to cross over. So um, overall, I'm happy with the night. 
say the right word, treacherous. Right. And so it, and sometimes you're at a disadvantage when you're out in front, the way he was last night. I think Logan just beat him, and Ryan Timms was very smart last night. He wanted to make sure he, he that finished he the finished race. second, at right. least finished second, and make it in the. I thought he did a terrific job. Well, the, the the racetrack on on Thursday night that that racetrack had a big giant curb on it, Kirk. It, it was as big as it gets. On Thursday night, had a big one last night too, didn't it? Yeah, not as big as Thursday yeah. night. Yeah, no. And it was, I think, last night through the preliminary races of a lot narrower racetrack than it had been during the course of the week. They widened it out, and it turned out to be a right. really racy racetrack. I don't think Justin Grant thought it was too good when he got up into the into the fence and flipped it. And now Justin Grant is going to have to start thirteenth in the second D main tonight. After he had a car that was plenty capable of running in the top two, uh, uh, he's, his night ended badly. Not a good night for Justin Grant, the way that ended. And now he's got to kind of come from the D main. That's, that's going to be really interesting to see if he can work his way from the D through the C's and the B to make the A main tonight. That's what everybody's going to be looking at. Can Justin Grant rally back and get himself qualified for the A? And Blake Hahn is going to have to run the D main as well, right? Yeah. 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 Blake had some problems on Wednesday night. What did you say? Did a wheel cover come off that car? Hold on. If you didn't notice, Kirk, he made contact with the car on the first lap. I, right. did, I didn't know if you saw that or not. Uh, I was sitting down in turn four. That happened in turn two, right? Down in turn one. Turn one. Turn one. Yeah. That happened down in turn one. And when they made contact with the other car, that did some damage to the the wheel cover. And then eventually the wheel cover started to come off, and they had to take it to the pits. And he was up to sixth at that point. He started 13th, Yeah. and he was up to sixth. And he had a good chance of transferring on, but the problem is, is that wheel cover had a problem, and then it, it fell off, and they had to take him to the work area and take that wheel cover off. And then I was I was really concerned that he, he was going to pack that wheel because he didn't have that wheel cover on because he was pounding the cushion, really. He was doing a real good job there. So he'll start outside the front row of the first D-Bane tonight. Right. So we'll watch him come up through the field. The other big story of the week is Kyle Larson's appearance at Chili Bowl on Thursday night, and that it, didn't end up well for him. It didn't go too well for He flipped that car twice, once in the heat race right. and then in the AMA. Yeah. So he's not coming back tonight. No. He, the he, only way he was going to come back tonight hey, Kirk, is if he qualified the top two and just had to run the AMA. Where, so. where is he supposed to start tonight? Do you know? Uh, I think he would have been back in the uh, – I don't have that up. I didn't look that up. So it doesn't matter. He's not going to be there. So he would have had to uh, chase his way up, like much like Justin Grant would have tonight. You know, the, my favorite year at the Chili Bowl was J.J. Yaley when he ran his way through the yeah. alphabet soup. You remember he's, that? He's probably the epic run through the alphabet soup driver that we've ever seen at the Chili Bowl. 
when J.J. Yaley, was he driving the Bondio car back then? I think he was, with the bicycle tire on it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a thrilling day. Yeah. So today, I... Not many people can do that. Right. Exactly. Now, Sammy Swindell is going to have to start the F main tonight. Poor old Sammy. He's going to start inside the second row of the second F main, and his other driver, Kaylee Bryson, will start on the pole of the first F main. Let me just say this about Sammy. Sammy can drive as long as he wants to. He's earned the right to do that. He's a legend. 68 years old. 68 years old. And and Sammy can still drive, but he, he, I think maybe he's lost a little bit of his skill a little bit. Don't you think, Kurt? Well, uh, Father Time wins catches, in the end, right? Catches up with you. Catches right? up with you, but Sammy is Sammy. He's been here for all of the Chili Bowls. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah. And he's got five golden drillers hey, more but, than anybody. But I'm, I'm a huge Sammy fan, just so everybody knows. Yeah. Slamming Sammy is one of my favorite drivers of all time. He, he's always been good to the racing boys, hadn't he? Yes. Yeah. We love Sammy. Yeah. Uh, so to recap, Monday night, Tanner Carrick and Shane Goldebeck. That was a great race. Monday night, uh Good action all the way around. I think up until last night, that was the race of the week when Kerry held off Shane Golubic. Cannon McIntosh had an early lead in that race and uh, wasn't able to hang on as Kerry and Golubic got by him. Uh, hey, Kirk, what do you think about Corey Day's chances? Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, he won on Wednesday night. Beat Jake Swanson. I think Corey Day's chances are very good. He looked very strong. Yeah, he did. Uh, as the Wednesday night winner. Uh, that was after Buddy Kofoid and Hank Davis finished 1-2 on Tuesday night. And then Spencer Baston dominated Thursday night's feature event as Tanner Thorson, the winner of two years ago, finished in second place. So we got ten drivers that have already locked in to tonight's A. They drew for the pull shuffle uh, draw after the races last night. Logan Seavey drew number one. That's what kind of a night he had. Everything was working for Logan Seavey last night. Right. Tanner Carrick drew the number two uh, spot. Corey Dray, three. Mike Buddy Kofoid, four. Spencer Baston, five. Tanner Thorson, six. Ryan Timms, seven. Shane Goldebeck, eight. Hank Davis, ninth. And Jake, Jake Swanson. Swanson in tenth. And by the way, we're going to hear from all of those drivers during the course of this show. In, in hour number two, right? Well, we'll play a few of them here in hour one. Right. Okay. All right. So we'll do that. Um, David Gravel, he's got a tough assignment for him. He's going to be in that B feature number one. He's going to be starting fifth. I think he gets qualified. And Emerson Axum as well is going to be starting sixth in that that uh, that B main number one. What do you think Seven drivers out of each of those two Bs qualify for the A. Mm-hmm. So that's the way that works. How, how it works, they're going to start off racing at 9 o'clock this morning with the P Mains. P is in Paul, Mains. Right. And the top six out of each of the preliminary feature events up to the G Mains will transfer into the next uh, round. Uh, when you get to the G Main, then it's the top five that will transfer. And then 
the B mains, the top seven out of each of those two right. uh, B mains. There's two races in each of the letter of the alphabet soup all the way through. Jade, Jade Avedesian is in that B main number one as well. Um, Thomas Meserol, Cannon McIntosh, Brady Bacon, Kobe Copeland, Emerson Axum, David Gravel, Chase Briscoe, Chase Johnson, and Briggs Danner are all in that. That it, That's going to be a stacked race right there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Aaron Pittman looked. I thought he looked pretty good last night. Hey, to start and, off the oh, show. oh, by the way, Ricky Thornton Jr. is going to be starting 13th in that race, too. Yeah. Yeah. That is a stacked B main. Kevin Thomas, Kevin Thomas Jr. is going to be in there, and Joe B. Miller as well. And Joe B. Miller, I thought, ran well. What was it? What night did he run? They all run together I'm now. Not, Monday I'm, night. Yeah. Uh, he passed a lot of race cars. So yeah, that you're right. That first B main is a stacked field, but it's 20 laps. Each of those Bs are 20 laps, and the top seven qualify for the eight. All right. Uh, we want to thank everybody who's tuning in to Track Talk here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll be back with more right here on Track Talk in a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back. It's Track Talk here on... Uh, Sports Radio 810 WHB and RBN, the Race of Boys Broadcasting Network. Covell running the show back there at Sports Radio 810. And uh, Todd Surprise running the show here at RBN, the Race of Boys Broadcasting Network. Kirk, we've got a little more sound to run, don't we? Yeah, let's work our way backwards. Uh, you were in the press room on Thursday night, talked with the top two finishers after Spencer Baston dominated Wednesday night's preliminary event. Let's hear that conversation. Just big sigh of relief. The last couple of years here, we've been really, really strong. This car all night tonight was strong. Anytime you start on the pole, um, it's your race to lose. So um, had to get just had to get out and hit a rhythm and uh, work through traffic and um, be able to bring the this H3 RMS car home. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about that curb that's out there, man. That thing was a pretty gnarly out there, wasn't it? Yeah, I was. Um, that's about as technical as it gets. You know, we got the traffic there. The bottom was slick. Bottom was completely burned up. Uh, we get the traffic, and all those guys are, are trying to run around the bottom just because of, that's how technical it was. So I'm very pleased, very thankful my car was handling the way it was. Made my life a lot simpler. Uh, it wasn't easy, but um, I am eager to go back and watch and kind of just see how others were handled. I saw Kyle get upside down. I don't know what created that, but uh, honestly, surprised there wasn't more uh, carnage just with the way the curb was. It was, it was definitely cool. Um. You talk about that when you when you exit turn four or turn two, I should say. Um, there's a there's a, you got kind of cheap that corner going in there, and, and when you get off that exit, there's a little dip there, and it kind of wheels up a little bit. Yeah, it's a big cushion, big cushion on the exit. And, um, you know, when you get to the exit of the corner, that's your final final transition of momentum to get down the straightaway. Um, and generally, you you lean on the cushion all the way on, all the way through the exit. Tonight, you couldn't really lean on the cushion on exit. You had a transition prior to the exit because if you're hitting the cushion the way it was, as tall as it was, as solid as it was, 
uh, you were going to end in the ball. So it uh, was was very technical. My car handled it really well, and uh, just happy to have that one over with and uh, ready to watch them all. You know, it seems like the cream always rises to the top here on the on Saturday night. So, what are your chances? You think you if you win in Saturday night? I think they're good. I, like I said, I think my, my cars are my car is definitely one of the best cars in the building and handles well every time I'm on the racetrack. Um, we learned a lot race of champions night. We applied it tonight, and obviously you know can see the results of that. And uh, we'll watch and, and work with our teammate tomorrow, Justin Grant, <coughs> to make sure that we have the best package going into Saturday night to give us the best chance. Spencer Baston, who flipped his race car during the Sunday practice. Right, yeah. And had to make repairs to that, but uh, he's got a good run at it tonight. He's not been racing a lot of midgets in recent years, but he's raced, got a lot of experience driving a midget. He won the very last Belleville Midget Nationals. Right. I remember back in 2017. Kirk, let's go back to uh, Kyle Larson again. He showed us. He he decides that he's going to run the '98 car. They've got a spare car up there at Keith Coons Motorsports, and he he gives him a call and he says that he wants to run the Chili Bowl, and it didn't go the way he was hoping for, did it? Yeah, I mean he texted uh, Keith Coons, and Keith tells his story that uh, Kyle texted him, congratulating him on the win the night before with Tanner Carrick. Right. So, oh, by the way, do you have an extra race car? <laughs> so I can maybe come up there and run Thursday night, which was an off night for the Wild West shootout. Right. And of course, Keith is. Yeah, I mean, is he not going? Yeah, we'll we'll make something work here. Yeah, come right. on up. So come on Kyle, up. Kyle flies up on Wednesday night and stays all night in Tulsa on Wednesday night. Is at the arena when the doors open. At put 9 the seat o'clock in. in the morning, they worked on getting the seat put in. He brought his own throttle pedal. Right. And he almost forgot his fire suit when he left Votto. Uh, that they, 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 they were able to catch him at the last minute, so he, he got that up there. And uh, they brought something else back from California for him, but he had to have his own throttle pedal, and that makes him feel a lot more comfortable. Then he shows that they're comes out in the heat race and things don't go well in the heat race he gets caught up gets upside down as well gets upside down and that really puts him behind the eight ball the rest of the night so he has to start the c main which he gets qualified for the b starts 13th in the b he worked his way through the b yeah and made it up and and made it into the a main made it into the a main and he had to start dead last in the A main. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, and, and don't the heat you, race is really, uh, the uh, heat race really put him behind the eight Kirk, ball. do you think that he was trying a little bit too hard to try to make it through the field when he got upside down in that, uh, that A main? Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he had to go. He had to finish in the top two. Right. There was nothing's going to be acceptable except top two. Otherwise, he was not going to come back for Saturday night's show. There's no way he knew that going in that he wasn't going to come through the alphabet soup to make the A. It was either top two or bust for him. So, uh, And, you know, who knows this better than anybody? Kyle Larson knows how difficult it is to win this event. He's done it twice. Uh, but to show up. On a Wednesday, on a Thursday morning, the day of the race, you hadn't practiced that car 
on Sunday. You haven't thought about the setups of that car all week long. You've not really watched from the arena uh, what was going on in the other nights. He's busy a couple of those nights uh, racing himself. So to show up at the arena and think you're going to go out there and kick butt in this deal, I think he even knows that's hard to do. Right. So, I, you know, I applaud him for wanting to do that. I think it's great. Probably sold a few more tickets, brought a few more eyeballs to the broadcast. I'm all good with it. Yep, no doubt. But uh, I think it just points out how difficult this is to win, to just show up and run Thursday night, think about it 24 hours in advance and come in, think you're going to set the world on fire. No, it's no. Uh, it probably wasn't going to happen, and it didn't. All right, Cor- uh, we have Corey Day on Wednesday night as well. Kirk, you had a chance to do an interview with him as well, didn't you? Uh, yeah, let's hear from Corey Day, who uh, is really one of the young top talents in the entire country. He's going to be racing full-time on the High Limits Great Car talent. Series this year. Yeah. And he wins the Wednesday night preliminary round. Talking about the two preliminary races tonight, you started sixth in both the heat race and the qualifier and finished second. Set you up pretty good for the feature, didn't you? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I feel like our race car was really, really good in that first heat race. Um, you know, with even how wet the track was, I was able to, uh, you know, maneuver really well and, and get by guys. And, uh, you know, I feel like that set the tone for our night. And, um, you know, we were really, really good in the qualifier, too. Um, felt like I could race really well around guys and uh, run the curb hard. So, um, yeah, really happy with, with our race car, happy with, you know, me and Willie's communication, and, yeah, glad glad we get it done tonight. How different was the racetrack from the heat race to the qualifier and then to the main event? Uh, heat race qualifier was huge. Um, you know, for the heat race, it was, you know, the bottom still almost had some grease to it, and uh, it was really wet and fast, and, uh, you know, qualifier blew off, and, uh, you know, started moving up the racetrack, and uh, then for the feature, it had a had a bigger curb on it for the for that race than it did for the qualifier. So, um, you know, we had you know three pretty different racetracks tonight, and I feel like my car handled it handled all three really well. So, um, like I said, happy with our night, and uh, you know, pumped to get this one for Willie. In the A main, you didn't immediately grab the lead, uh, but it was lap two. You finally able to get down on the inside and get the lead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of knew that, you know, with them water in the bottom, that it would stick around for, uh, you know, I think I thought for five laps, and I think I only spent two down there. But, um, you know, just glad that I've had, you know, time in this building to be able to read the racetrack and uh, read what it's going to do when they when they do reworks. And, um, you know, I feel like that paid off tonight. So many yellow flags. How difficult was that? Yeah, it was really difficult. I didn't think it was going to end there for a little bit, and. Uh, you know, I feel like I'd get in a good rhythm and, uh, and my tires would get warm and everything would be working good. And then we'd have a yellow and they'd cool down and, uh, you know, I'd be tighter, you know, on the edge of it for two laps. So um, just glad uh, glad it all worked out. It is surprising just the way everything went in the AMA. Yeah, yeah, I definitely did. I mean, I'm, I'm not a midget guy really at all. I run wing sprint cars, uh, you know, year round. But um, I feel like it definitely paid off getting to run the West Coast Wing for Willie this year and, uh, you know, getting to work on it, those races we did to, to come in this building with speed. What a year you had in the wing sprint car last year. Uh, now you're going to run full-time in the High Limit Series. Just kind of talk about the growth that you've had here last season and heading into 
pretty exciting year with high limits. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, I'm ready and my team's ready to get, to go on the road. Um, you know, my crew chief, Shane Bowers, has spent, you know, many years on the road. So he, I know he's going to be right at home. And, uh, you know, my car chief, Stefan Sidur, has never, never been on the road full time, but I know he's eager. And, uh, you know, with, with Jason's guidance behind us, I think, you know, it's, it's going to be hard for us to fail. So, uh, I'm excited and, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Okay. How do you get ready for Saturday night? Uh, I'm gonna go relax, man. I don't. I don't really think about it too hard. Just kind of, you know, go hang out with friends this week, and uh, you know, think about Saturday when comes Saturday. So you're pretty happy with the race car. Just not a whole lot of changes there, right? No, I feel we're good tonight. Unless the unless the racetrack makes a drastic change to the way it's developing, I think we're gonna we're gonna stay close to where we are. He's a cool guy, isn't he? Man, that that kid is gonna be a great talent in the future. Corey of, Day of sprint car racing. Yeah. Yeah, he's don't great. you think he? Don't you think he's going to be one of the better ones? Oh yeah. I I just believe that Corey Day is going to be one of those guys that's going to be one of the stars in sprint car racing in the future. And he's already a star yeah, now. Yeah. I think. I mean, based on he won the uh, Gold Cup last year out of Chico and right. won some big races already and. Uh, World of Outlaws events, and now he's going to race this High Limit Series, and I think he's a contender in that series. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, Kirk, just so you know, Kyle Larson is going to have to run. He's going to have to start 10th in the E-Main number two. E-Main number two. If he were to come back, that's where he would start. But he's not going to come back. He's not coming back. No, he's already made that announcement, so. Uh, but it, while we're at it, let's hear from the second place finisher on Wednesday night, Jake Swanson, who uh, doesn't race a midget a whole lot, but he's driving for Alex Bowman, and he had a pretty strong run the other night. Let's hear from second place finisher from Wednesday night, Jake Swanson. You know, uh, minimizing mistakes was really was really the key all night, so um, uh, we were able to do that. And and then you know, once we fell to second there, I didn't feel like I could hustle any harder and and uh, you know be able to be able to make something happen so um i felt that it wasn't worth the risk to push anymore and 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 you know risk that uh, that lock-in spot so um at the end of the day it paid off it was the right thing to do i guess and um you know just this is one of those races that you hate to run second but you know you got to you got to be smart about it you think he helped alex maybe feel that 2024 is going to be a better year for him i hope so i hope we've turned that ship around <laughs> it's a, a new year new us Okay, talk about Saturday night. Just what do you got to do to get ready? Uh, I think we have a little bit of room for improvement. There's some fine-tuning that we can do for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we made a lot of good headway on the race car all day long, really all week. It's it's, it's tough when, you know, CJ, me, and KT, we, we're sprint car guys, you know, and, and we don't, you know, even Alex doesn't run, um, that race team doesn't run midgets all year long. So, um, when you, we come here, we have to uh, we have to learn quickly and adapt quickly, um, and we did that. You know, absolutely, we did that tonight. But uh, at the end of the day, I feel like that's the the only disadvantage that we have to a lot of the other guys. You know, a lot of the other uh, midget guys and, and and teams that have been racing you know, quite a bit all year. So um, that's that's the only thing I'd say we'd give up. But um, you know, at the end of the day, we uh, obviously we're good enough to to figure it out. So here we are. You know, Alex Bowman has got quite a stable of drivers in addition right. to Jake Swanson, C.J. Leary, and Kevin Thomas Jr. Now, I thought C.J. Leary had a strong race car. He didn't make it into the A main like Jake did. But right. uh, Alex down there working on all those cars. 
And he's not driving open wheel cars after getting that ex- accident last year that kind of put him behind a big time in his cup car last year. He's not strapping into these uh, open wheel cars for a while. Just, but he's happy working on them. Justin Grant had a bad night as well, didn't he, Kurt? Oh, man. That, Tough uh, night. That flip that uh, Justin I picked, had last night. I picked night. him as the winner. Yeah. Well, I think you're going to have to come up with a different pick now. I know it. I'm Coming gonna... from the D main, and he's got to start 13th in the D, is not a path to the Golden Driller tonight. If he were to pull that off tonight, that would be one of the most epic performances we've ever seen at the Chili Bowl. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, uh, Kirk, uh, do we have Tuesday night's winner? Uh, Tuesday night winner is Buddy Kofoid. And if you remember a year ago, he got caught up in an accident not of his own doing right. while leading the preliminary race. And that put him behind, and he never made the A main a year ago. Right. He's feeling a whole lot better about his chances tonight after winning Tuesday night's feature event in the Keith Coons Motorsports car. You sat on the pole. But after what happened last year, how nervous was you? Not at all, actually. Um, this is the first time in five years that I've tried to not stress myself out or or overthink something. And, and so I, it's funny, the first time in five years, like I said, I had no, didn't put any pressure on myself and had no nerves or anxiety, even, you know, especially everyone talks about rolling down the ramp, what it does. And I feel like I rolled down the ramp four times today and, and didn't feel anything that would maybe psych myself out. And, and I feel like that's a good thing, and um, I feel like it paid off. Just talk about battling with Hank there through lap traffic. Uh, I, I didn't see him or hear him, to be honest. I was just trying to get through traffic, and I knew before the yellow, the first yellow, that I wasn't as good as I could have been and should have been, but that yellow gave me a chance to cheat on my car and, and to get myself more comfortable, and I feel like I was able to get through the corner better better whether i was pulling away or not i don't know but i knew that i felt better in the seat of my pants how big would it be to win the chili it's the biggest race of my life and you've already won some big races so far yeah no it's i've been fortunate and and thankful to win you know some really cool races that i've wanted to win and there's still more i want to do obviously but um chili bowl is is one of those things that I would think would be extremely hard to beat. Track conditions, uh, what are your thoughts about uh, the way the track is? It's different than, I feel like, what I've been accustomed to the last five years, and I feel like that's partially due to the the tire um, just being harder and, and doesn't have as much side bite. So I feel like, you know, it slicks the track off faster. Also, I feel like the dirt's more dirtier this year, so it's you kind of have to chase the cushion as, as soon as you can once it develops. Um, I feel like it brings everyone closer and the racing's a lot better. you think the, the tire regulation on the right rear is a good thing or a bad thing? I'd say it's a good thing. As much as I didn't like it on Sunday, Just I've never been a fan of it, to be honest, outdoors with USAC even, but ironically it was our better nights with the SP3. Um, but I feel like we got our car better and I just got more accustomed to it because the last four years I've been used to having a ton of side by and grip to flip over backwards and now i feel like i can barely wheelie so uh it's the same for everyone and um like i said i think it makes the track slicker um and more technical and that's fine by me the other big news of the day you're going full-time world of outlaws next year yeah and i'm really excited about that too um something i want to do for a while and 
been waiting for over a month to get that news out and um i feel like it couldn't have been a more perfect day to do it and then to to finish off the day like this is, is something i'll probably never forget yeah buddy kofoid earlier in that day it was announced that uh he's going to go for rookie of the year in right. the world of outlaws with roth motorsports that was big news already and then he tops it off with a big win that night and that's the one thing that we'll talk about as we go along in the right. show they've got that harder compound right rear tire that how, how much of an effect do you think that's had on the racing well a, a lot of the drivers are not liking that tire to be honest with you to be brutally honest with you. A lot of people don't like that tire. All right, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, more of Track Talk right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll be back with more with Track Talk here in a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back. It's Track Talk here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Covell running the show back there at Sports Radio 810 WHB and uh, Todd Surprise running the show here at RBN, the Race Boys Broadcasting Network. Kirk, um, Tanner Carrick won on Monday. He did, and uh, that's not the first time he's won on a Monday night. Remember a couple of years ago he won the uh, preliminary race on Monday night, and he did it again, and it was not an easy run to the checkered flag for Tanner Carrick as he had to hold off. Shane Golubek, who I thought maybe had the faster race car, but Golubek not able to make the run he needed to get around Tanner Carrick. And Carrick driving the Keith Coons Motorsports car, winning. Here is uh, the conversation I had with him after Monday night's feature win. Just being with the group of guys that I have on board with me this year, that's really the only thing that's different. Um, getting CWA on board, uh, Seeker Rods, Benelli Guns, Rob Roberts, uh, Sitka Gear, Yeti. Um, these guys have never really been involved in dirt midget racing or sprint car racing. And uh, I do, I hunt and fish and guide for my living. And trying to get these guys on board all happened like a week ago. So getting them on board and having K1 bust out a fire suit for me and everything happening that way, I'd say that's really the only thing different this year winning on Monday night. Um, really wanted to win for these guys and really wanted to show them what it is all about in the camaraderie and all the fans and how much value they can actually get out of it um and i think we did a pretty good job of that and hopefully i know these guys are all excited coming into it even if that i asked them to do it i never asked anything from them um keith and pete always take care of me and i love coming back and racing for them as much as i can and uh, that doesn't change any way of me coming into this building or any other race i show up with keith i want to win wherever i go and I think we try as hard as we can, and we keep pushing. And I make a few mistakes that cost me some wins that I should have in a midget. And it's just because I don't run a midget every weekend. I only get to run anywhere from three races to seven races a year in a midget. And uh, it makes my job a little harder than normal. Uh, but definitely running the sprint car makes me drive the midget a lot harder. So um, it all comes together when I get in it and just get a few practice laps out of it. You started fourth in this race. You really had to work to get the lead about 15 laps in. How would you make that pass on Cannon in three and four? Uh, I actually almost had him pass before the first yellow came out, and then I kind of showed him my line, and I knew his crew guys were going to tell him where I was running, and that was going to change the race up a little bit and make it a little harder because I knew Cannon was probably 
being conservative and running the bottom because he knew he had a lot of laps left in the race and the top was going to come in eventually. And uh, after that, I look over at Keith, and he's just telling me to run harder, and I was already running pretty hard. I wouldn't say I was running 100%, but I was definitely running harder than I wanted to be on lap 15. But uh, after that, I started just hustling the top a little harder than I was, and I got a big run off of him on two, and I kind of just shot it down in there, and I almost spun out actually sliding, and I hit the berm so hard it flicked me almost completely around. I was looking at the infield for a minute going, oh, shoot, hopefully we don't spin out like a goofball going for the lead here. But uh, it all came together and worked out like it should have, and after that I just started hustling the top and stayed up there, and next thing you know it, the yellow comes out with a few laps to go, like always, and the 17W is behind me who we race each other every weekend, and we don't race each other every weekend for fifth. We're always contending each other for the lead, and that makes it even harder when we're both battling out because we both want to win just as bad and we're both from california and we have to race each other every weekend so it's fun i love racing shane and shane's one of the guys that i can run 100 percent with and he can run me 100 percent with and i won't wear him out we'll we might bang wheels like we did coming off the two there but we'll never wreck each other intentionally or on purpose uh we'll always run each other hard and leave each other just as much room as he leaves me i mean um i'm fair and square i'll race you how you want to race me and that's I've been taught, and I'll never purposely wreck someone. Some people say it's harder to be out in front on a restart like that. Shane's a good racer there. Just how are you able to hold him off? Uh, yeah, it's like a sitting duck. Um, kind of, I was running the slider line in one and catching the top middle off, and then I'd run the top all the way around in one and two, and three and four I'd just stay consistent and sit around the top all the way around, but... On the restarts, I really didn't know what to do, whether to run the slider line into one or run the top all the way around. And I started out the first restart running the top all the way around. And I started out the restart, second restart doing the same thing, and then I about put it in the fence, and I was like, all right, now we got to go back to the slider line because uh, we're getting low on laps here, and I can't afford another mistake like that and then let the 17W around me, and we end up running second. Um, so I knew we were both going to run each other hard. Even though we were both in the locked-in position, you still do not want to be that sitting duck sitting in second. Uh, taking the white flag because who knows what third place is going to do if he's close to you. So I knew Shane was going to run me hard until we crossed the checkered flag. So I knew I had to keep hitting my marks a little better than I was and made a few mistakes at the end that made us look a lot slower than we really were the whole race. And um, we really weren't that slow the last few laps. We were just That was my driver errors, making that speed not show itself and uh, keeping these guys work their butts off. And, We'll come back on Saturday, and hopefully we have a better rocket ship than we had tonight, even though tonight was pretty good and hard to beat. 55 laps on Saturday night. You don't know where you're going to start. How do you prepare? Uh, the same way I prepared for this, just uh, show up with attitude. We want to win and let everything line itself out how it should, and we'll see what happens. There he is, Monday night's winner, Tanner Carrick. And, uh, man, that battle that he and Shane Golubic had, that was uh, a was great battle. I wonder if uh, if Golubic hadn't been penalized. He was penalized a couple of spots on that uh, one restart there for, I think, hitting the cone. If he hadn't been penalized, that Golubic, which I still thought maybe had the fastest car, wouldn't have uh, outrun him. He, he definitely had the fastest car. And, and Michael Pickens, we don't want to give him uh, any disrespect as well. He started fifth, and he ran third, and he was in the middle of that battle as well. Yeah, veteran Michael Pickens from right. New Zealand. What a great midget driver he is. While we're at it, let's hear from Shane Golubic. Second place finish on Monday night. Um, I thought I, I I knew I had the best race car, and I knew I wanted to win really bad, and I knew I wanted to do whatever it took to win. 
and then uh, I did, went ahead and didn't do that. So it was frustrating now looking back um, because I don't think I did the job I'm hired to do to win the race. But uh, I know my car's good, so honestly, to be locked in, there's nothing to really hang our heads about. But to want the, the want that I have inside me to win in this building is uh, pretty serious, and um, I'm getting older now and stuff, so I just want to get that off checked off the list. And we didn't do it tonight, and I can taste it, and it uh, just didn't work, so... I don't know. The, this wasn't my best six laps. But you're in the show on Saturday night. That that part's positive. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's always the goal. Everybody wants to make the show. It's my 11th time doing it, which is pretty awesome. Very proud of that. And, again, I'm very happy to run second. That's If you told me before tonight that I was going to run second, I'd have had a big smile on my face and said, cool, that works. But to be able to taste uh, victory there and not get it, it just makes it a little bit of a tough deal. Uh, and But... I got luckily. I got four days to get over it and be ready for Saturday. Yeah, Goldbeck really wanted that win. He's not very happy. He got penalized All right. there. All right, Kirk. So we're down to the final final minutes of the show here. Who do you pick to win tonight at the Chili Bowl? Uh, you know, I'm going to stick with my earlier pick, Buddy Kofoid. I think Buddy gets it done tonight. Right. It's easy to pick Logan Seavey. I get all that. Right. And he's got to be the favorite right now, but I'm going to go with Buddy. Um, I'm, I'm going to stretch out on a little bit of a limb. I, I, I like Buddy Kofoid. I, I, I really want to see Buddy win, but I'd like to see Ryan Timms win as well. But I think when it all comes down to it, I think Tanner Thorson's going to be the winner. Wow. Yeah, and that this is different than a couple of years ago because now Todd. he's got all his own equipment. This is his race cars that he would win with tonight if he were to get it done. Right, Todd. Who do you pick to win? Tonight? I'm going to go Spencer Baston. I don't know. I just have a feeling Spencer pick? is, and that's my pick. I mean, my my pick was Justin Grant. All month, you know, be going yeah. into it, and that kind of after last night, I don't know. Not gonna, ha- you know, he'll have a heck of a run today, guys. But I mean, you know, I don't know if he can come all the way back. So right. yeah, Spencer Basin is Spencer Basin is my pick, and uh, go everybody and have fun down there at the Chili Bowl, guys. It's going to be a fun night out there. Yeah, no doubt about it. I'm looking for. I think this is going to be a great race tonight with the way the track conditions are. Uh, I think we're going to see a hey, dandy of a race tonight. As long as they don't have the big giant curb they had on Thursday night, they that was a monster curb. I'm telling you, and it was throwing the front ends crazy. It, I, th- it was I think they'll, they'll rework the track before the A main, and uh, I don't think it's going to be like it was a year ago, Scott, when it took on a little bit of rubber. I don't think we're going to see that. I think this racetrack is going to be a great racy track tonight they'll have that ledge kind of knocked down a little bit i think it's going to be a great show they've done a great job with the racetrack all they week have. this week haven't they Good. all right go chiefs we want to uh thank everybody for tuning in to uh sports radio 810 whb here um it's track talk it's all brought to you by rod and supply featuring the power eye midwest lightning sprints for covell for todd For my partner, Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer saying thanks for joining us. And tune in tonight for the Chili Bowl Midget Nationals on Flow Sports. They're going to be doing a great job with their broadcast, and they do just a a fantastic job. Monday Monday morning. Monday morning. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next week right here on Track Talk.
It's all brought to you by Rod In Supply.